adults can get funding, adults can get their ideas taken seriously, but we didn't find a platform for students to have that happen. So Weasel is a drop-in SMS app. I started this company in fifth grade. I created a website. I'm Richard Gerhardt. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhardt. Welcome to Passage to Profit, the show that's all about small businesses, entrepreneurs, sometimes high school students, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. We just heard a few little snippets from the people that are going to be on the show tonight. It was a fabulous show. Stay tuned and hear the rest. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Tonight, we have a very special program for you. We have with us John Carini, founder of iEnterprises. Hello, John. Thanks for joining us. You brought some friends with you, right? And uh, you're going to be telling us a little bit more about that. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got involved with this project. Sure. So I run uh, the Mars Tech Meetup in conjunction with Business Bootcamp and the Morris Chamber of Commerce, we ran this uh, Pitch NJ event, which is about high school students that have great ideas, and we had a competition about them. And the winners of that event are actually on the show. No and kidding. We'll, yeah, I'm we'll very excited. I can hardly wait. Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll hear from them a little bit. And as for me, I also run a company called iEnterprises, and we make CRM software that lets you kind of run your CRM from your email. Yep. Um, so anyway, but these kids are amazing. You're going to love them. Uh, we can hardly wait. I hear that they have some really fantastic projects and that they're an innovative group. And they're here to share their stuff with our audience today. So, Elizabeth. I would like to welcome the CEOs of Business Boot Camp, Ashi Taylor and Jill Badia. And these two young women have done an amazing job. I was privileged to be a judge. And the program they put together, even if it wasn't quarantine, I mean, weren't you impressed? The topics were astoundingly interesting, and I can't wait to hear more. Well, yeah, so just... one thing I'll say is Ashi and Jill, really, you guys were the driving force behind Pitch NJ. You really were. Like, we were there, and we, you know, maybe got some sponsors and did some organizing, but you guys really made it all happen. They did all the outreach. They got all the teams. They involved the schools. Some of the schools actually have... Uh, Pitch NJ as part of their curriculum now, and that's all because of them. So they're amazing. Get them on here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Why don't we get started? So hi, my name is Ashi, and this is my co-CEO, Jill, and we're, like John mentioned, the co-CEOs of Business Bootcamp. Jill, do you want to say hi real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So as you guys mentioned, I'm Jill. I'm one of the co-CEOs of Business Bootcamp, and as part of Business Bootcamp, we did run Pitch NJ in conjunction with the Morris Tech Meetup and the Morris Chamber of Commerce. And it's just really such a pleasure to be here today talking to you guys. Excellent. That's great. So can I ask a question of you both? What does a CEO of Bootcamp do? Our roles kind of range from everything from overseeing the rest of our employees as they make articles, videos, our normal content, as well as going on to do other bigger projects like, of course, Pitch and Jay. Um, Jill and I were the main ones who handled that, but we also had a lot of our team members help us out with that. And in addition to that, we also work on more expansionary efforts. So last year, we actually launched a summer program. And once again, it's a large part due to our team because they helped us so much. But Jill and I are the main ones who oversee that. And uh, we really enjoy our job. That's great. So you have a management role here in this whole process, right? You're sort of responsible for making sure that everything works right in the background. Oh yeah, exactly. So, so do we want John to say a word, one or two sentences about each of the teams that won? Sure. First, first I want to say like something about Business Bootcamp. This organization was founded, what was it, about three years ago by Art and Chin, and then they created this succession plan. And as these high school kids graduate, they pass on the role of CEO to another junior or senior and it propels itself year over year and keeps on going. And they have something like, what do you have, like 50 people there or something? And each year it turns over, but uh, but they do a fantastic job with Pitch NJ every year. And Ashi and Jill are especially good, but even before they were on board, the prior co-CEOs, Art and Chin, did a fantastic job as well. So this thing, it goes on forever. And they were on Passage to Profit. Art and Chin came and presented Business Boot Camp oh, yes. on Passage to Profit. That's were you great. there with them? I don't remember. No. <laughs> no, it must not have been. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, who can you say like the names and a little bit about the top three? Sure thing. So so we'll do it in the order of the night of Pitch NJ. So Pitch NJ is an event that was virtual this year. It's typically at Fairleigh Dickinson University, where these high school kids, thanks to business boot camp and the Morris Chamber and the Morris Meetup, they all come together. They submit their ideas to us. We pick the top 10 ideas and the top 10 ideas pitch at this event, which happened to be virtual this year, like everything is virtual. And then we pick the top three. And one of the prizes, and maybe the best prize, is that they get to be on the show. So here we are. I um, think that's a prize to <laughs> us personally. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Yes. Uh, so. and, and the winner, um, which you'll find out about in just a little bit, oh. got $1,500 in addition to that. And uh, obviously, they'll be on the show. All right. So um, we had uh, three winners at Pitch New Jersey this year, and all three are here today. One of them is about encrypted messaging. So if you, you know, have some secrets, <laughs> you know, check them out. And then another one's really cool technology that protects our children at school and keeps their classrooms safe. So that one's very, very interesting yeah. as well. And then, you know, everyone loves their dogs and there's an organic dog treat with a, a social responsibility aspect to it as well. So that one, uh, all you dog lovers are, are going to want to check out. So. That sounds absolutely great. So Who's first? Well, I think we're going to talk to Ashley and Jill a little bit about the process that they went through and how it worked and what Business Bootcamp is doing and how it helps students. So here at Business Bootcamp, our mission is to empower middle school students by teaching them crucial career readiness skills in the field of business. Over the years, we've worked with a lot of tutoring organizations and libraries throughout New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and even India to help disadvantaged youth gain access to these important professional development personal finance and leadership skills. And that's kind of where Pitch and Jay comes in. So we decided to expand our services to high school students as well to kind of continue promoting that entrepreneurial spirit within a greater part of our community. And this competition, like we mentioned before, it just provides students with resources to turn their ideas into businesses because we started to notice that, of course, adults can get funding, adults can get their ideas taken seriously, but we didn't find a platform for students to have that happen. And that's kind of where Pitch and Jay was created from. So now that's kind of one of the bigger projects that Business Bootcamp like, takes on. The reason that Business Bootcamp was introduced and founded was because as high school seniors, we're attending the Morris County School of Technology, which is a vocational school where we're given access to business-based education as early as freshman year. But we found that a lot of other students aren't able to do that, which discourages them from participating in this entrepreneurial spirit within the community. So we wanted to share our knowledge with students who don't have this opportunity so they can also be prepared for their futures. And just witnessing all of our students learn, grow, and create businesses has really been a rewarding and impactful journey, and one that we would like to continue spreading, even though we're going to be going on to college. We do have people taking over Business Bootcamp next year, and we're just really excited to see the growth of this organization and share all with you. And if you have any questions or you want to find more information about Business Bootcamp, you can also visit our page at businessbootcamp101.org. Wow. And, <laughs> yes, I, I think this is so important because I think that the sooner people start realizing they have ideas that they can develop and make their own living from or carve their own path through life with, the better off they are. I mean, when you find out at 60 that, yeah, I have this great idea, I'm going to start a company where well, you can still do it. <laughs> but it's a lot better if you figure it out at 16, I think. Um, I have a couple of questions. So specifically with Pitch NJ. So Pitch NJ, we run uh, in conjunction with the Morris Meetup and the Morris County Chamber, as well as Business Bootcamp. So approximately how many schools did you do outreach to? And approximately how many did we get responses from? I think the amount of schools that we do outreach to and the amount that we get grows every year. So I think this year we got responses from anywhere from 15 to 20 schools we did do outreach all over the county and started expanding beyond the county this year as well. So we're not totally sure about those exact numbers, but we're definitely getting a lot more of a retention rate just because people are more interested. This is being woven into school curriculums and we're just growing every year. Yeah. So basically like they're reaching out to the schools and saying, hey, we have this entrepreneur pitch competition. Why don't you put it in your curriculum and teach the kids you know, how to become entrepreneurs and then have them pitch at Pitch NJ. And then we had what, like 
20 or 30 actual applicants for the Pitch NJ Awards this year. Is, is that about right? We had about 50. 50, wow. So that's wonderful. I have a question. Who were your sponsors? Yeah, so our platinum sponsor was West Morris Capital and then Lakeland Bank and the Fortis Agency also sponsored. And then the Morris County Chamber and the Morris Tech Meetup also provided some support as well. That's really awesome that you have those sponsors and of course, Passage Profit sponsors. So you have six sponsors, which is pretty amazing for just a three-year-old program. I think they're eyeing the inventions and the projects for future investment is what I think. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad idea. Some <laughs> some of these ideas I'm telling you are and and the pitches oh. especially are so much better than pitches we've had at like the Mars Tech meetup in the past. And I've seen hundreds You've if not thousands of them, as have you. And you'll see in just a little while. All right. Well, yeah, I don't I, want to give anything away, but the top prize winner. I'm not going to say anything. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening Such to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back after this message. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gerhardt Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protecting protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And we have a special show tonight. We have pitch competition winners that are in high school and are incredibly impressive. And one of the people who was very involved with the pitch competition, John Carini, who is a mover and a shaker in the New Jersey entrepreneurial community and has his own business enterprises. And now John is going to introduce the third place winner. So done, done, done. Yeah. So one thing I'll say is of the teams that made it to the final pitch competition, they were all fantastic. And it was next to impossible to pick these winners. And it was next to impossible even to distinguish among the top three teams. Of course. With that said, third place winner is Tejas and Mario with Weasel, and they make an encrypted SMS application. Guys, could you tell us uh, a little bit about your application and what it does? So Weasel is a drop-in SMS app, which is focused on encrypting any of the SMS messages you already send. So SMS messages being the default messages you send with Android or the messages with green bubbles on iPhones. And we've built to make sure that these messages are encrypted and built secure since SMS itself is nearly a decade old protocol and it can be broken really, really easily. Obviously, with it being very old, you can tell, obviously, things are going to be out of date. You know, security standards are moving every single day. Uh, things are becoming easier and easier to crack, especially when they're very old. So you really need to have some kind of solution to that in the modern day. And Weasel does exactly that. It makes sure that your message is only read by its intended recipient and there is no middleman, no matter what. How does that work? The way Weasel works is, unlike other uh, encrypted messaging apps like Signal or Telegram, it is a decentralized platform, meaning there's no central server to store all your messages, meaning there's no way to actually hack into anybody's messages. All your messages are encrypted on the device that you're using Weasel on, and they're decrypted on the device that the person receiving the message is on. And the negotiation is shared in those that same manner. It's never touching a server. So if you have an older iPhone or Android, how is it vulnerable to cyber attack? Now, the actual information being sent from say one phone to another phone is going over the SMS network using the SMS protocol. Again, as Tejas has said, it's about 10 years old and it's been cracked multiple times. Um, bad actors can use uh, different programs and different um, hardware to actually see your message, even if they are not the intended recipient, which makes it very unsafe for transmitting uh, secure information. Yeah, and like the content of the messages, it's actually stored on, on a server somewhere typically, right? So like if someone hacks that server, 
they might be able to see your old messages, correct? Yes. Normal SMS messages are stored basically in what we would call plain text, meaning the entire message content is available to anybody who has the server or any access to the server. And if you use Weasel, your messages are encrypted in transit. So even if somebody gets access to the SMS network, which in itself is not too hard of a task with normal SMS protocols, they won't be able to see your messages because they'll be completely encrypted. They'll just see a bunch of garbled text. Where are you guys at with the app? You actually have the app and you know how far along are you with testing it and deploying it? So we're currently running in a functional alpha stage. So we're working within our own confined team to just make sure things work in terms of like message negotiation and sending. And then we're going to start doing a slow rollout to other testers that we know personally. And then we're going to start publicizing it more. So how did you guys come up with this idea? Currently on the market, there's no real way of doing this. There's not really, there's a bunch of different solutions. However, they are still somewhat insecure because obviously there's a centralized server. And as Tage has said, that's very easy to break into if somebody were to want to. And considering the fact that there's no real way of transmitting this information uh, from place to place with it being fully secure, we figured that this would be a good path to go down. You know, this is so important because even high level government officials communicate by text. And when you're talking about how insecure the systems are, it's scary to think that other countries could be monitoring those text messages. So it sounds like this protocol could be really important. Kenya? Yeah, you make a great point, Richard. I was just going to ask, what type of organizations can benefit from something like this? For Weasel, we are primarily going to aim at the general consumer, but as well as anybody that's within oppressive regimes in those types of areas, because there are so many people right now that cannot get access to any sort of secure communications, especially journalists who are risking their lives. And they could really benefit from something that's secure, but also uses extremely low network because when you're in a lot of places outside of the US, you may not get a stable network signal. And the best part about Weasel is it uses the SMS infrastructure, which barely needs a network connection compared to any other messaging apps, which need a somewhat stable connection. So your messages will send really, really, really easily. That's so funny because we were watching this movie and they're trying to call each other in this disaster. And Richard's like, why don't they just text? <laughs> work. It'll work, right? Yeah, so I, I just had an epiphany. So you're really, you're sending an encrypted message, but over the existing SMS infrastructure. That's That's the trick, right? So that's really cool. So how did you guys develop the app? You know, a lot of people who aren't familiar with software don't really know what the process is like to build something like this. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the things you had to do and had to learn in order to create this? One of the biggest things that Weasel is actually built on is military grade encryption um, using a dual layer system with the two different encryption types are RSA 2048 and AES 256 GCM. And then that way um, nobody's able to do a couple of different things that could involve fraud or identity theft and you can always verify the sender. So the initial learning phase came from looking into how SMS itself works, since we needed to make sure this was viable at first. After we figured out how SMS works, then we looked into creating an app to actually handle and send SMS messages. And then we came up with the idea of encryption and making sure the app still remains reverse compatible. So we obviously add Weasel encryption and Wizard standard encryption libraries to the SMS messages. But in the case that the recipient doesn't have Weasel, we wouldn't want any Weasel user to be deterred from using it for the fact that other people don't have it. So we did make sure to maintain reverse compatibility with normal SMS, but we would send a warning meaning saying, this message is not going to be encrypted so that anyone that's using our app can make sure that they know this message will be sent over normal SMS and the other one will be sent over Weasel. I did not understand a single <laughs> word you said. I a bit. <laughs> you can use it if you don't have the app. The person can still send you the message. It just won't be encrypted. Well, yeah, but right? everything before that, you know, <laughs> that so you have to have a pretty high level of so, technical knowledge to do this. Stuff. Yeah, so that was what I wanted to ask them. So, what are you guys majoring in? I guess you don't major in anything in high school. But could, can I jump in? I should have yeah. asked this at the beginning. But what school are you from, and what grade are you in, yeah. and do you have any college? plans. And I'm, but yeah. when we go to the other teams, we'll ask that same question. Yeah. Personally, for me, I'm going for uh, multimedia at the Mars County School of Technology. Um, and in terms of college, I plan on pursuing uh, filmmaking and cinematography, um, which is kind of a bit more fitting for me because I work more on the uh, visual side of the application. And personally, uh, for me, I'm at the same school, Morris County School of Technology, and I'm in the computer science program. Okay. So I worked on all of the algorithmic development and any sort of encryption and actual message handling. 
and in college, I would like to pursue that type of software development, computer science, and algorithms and data structures. And are you juniors in, in high school now? Is that it? Yes. Okay, great. Well, you got a whole <laughs> so, other year. Wow. So, so, I, so this is another gotcha question. I think I know the answer to this from your website, but I'm not sure. Is this your first company? Uh, this is one of the products that we've built as a group together. We call ourselves HackSugar, and we've built uh, various, all of them are focused around the whole privacy and security subset of things. So we've built things ranging from our own operating system all the way towards Weasel right now. Yeah, they, they actually um, did very well at last year's Pitch MJ competition as well with the, I, I remember it was a secure operating system, uh, if I remember correctly, so, it was really cool. So we've already done all this stuff, like what's next? I mean, are you going to be like programming encrypted holograms or something? I don't know. Why not? Somebody's got to keep those holograms safe. But before we can get to that, we do have to take another commercial break and we'll be back with more Passage to Profit right after this. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We are hearing from high school and middle school students today about their inventions and their businesses, the ones who won at Business Boot Camp. And I am blown away. I was a judge, I have to say. I was blown away then. I'm still blown away listening not only to what they invented, but how well they're presenting it and what great business people these kids are. And we have with us our very own John Carini, who was very involved in the Business Boot Camp. And he is going to introduce the second place winner. Yeah, so uh, Elizabeth and I judged, as you said, it was super hard to pick these winners. Second place team is absolutely fantastic, and it's Security Key, and Azra and Rebecca are here from Security Key to tell us a little bit about it. So yes, um, hi, I'm Rebecca Liotter. And I'm Azaria Foger, and we are Security Key. There is this huge issue we recognized at the beginning of the school year, which is that religious institutions in the U.S. are extremely targeted buildings for acts of violence. Because of this, the buildings require their entrances to be locked at all times, and they use security guards, which cost loads of money that many privately funded religious schools just don't have. Security guards aren't even better than our alternative because kids still get locked outside and lose time. We combat all of this at Security Key. Our product is an automated security system that uses fingerprint technology to keep unwanted people out and let members of the community in. Security comes in a box and sells at each entrance, and this holds for the screen, LED lights, and fingerprint scanner. The screen and lights are used to help the user recognize if a fingerprint was accepted by the system. Our product also includes a solenoid lock, which acts as a deadbolt. This will unlock the door every time the fingerprint scanner detects a match. Security key is a perfect and easy option to keep religious institutions safe with fewer security guards. Okay, so security key might sound a little boring. Just your average security system, it's sort of cool because it uses fingerprint technology so you don't lose your key card and yeah, it's cost effective. But no, security key combats another issue too. The most common but time-consuming way to take attendance is for teachers to call out each student's name. This can be a big disruption to class, and it also takes up valuable learning time. To solve the issue, as each fingerprint is scanned, their name, date, and time they've come into the building is sent to an office member on an easily accessible website to monitor when each student arrives at the building and make sure everyone is on time and no one is cutting class. You may be thinking attendance is a small issue that only applies to schools. Who cares? Security Key actually makes our product ideal for everyone by offering three options to tailor our product to the buyer's needs. You can get the combined product, offering convenience in both security and attendance, or the product we purchased with security-only scanners or attendance-only scanners. Because of the obvious increased risk, we mainly target religious schools and houses of worship. However, Security Key would be great for all schools, expanding into public schools, non-religious private schools, and even colleges. Our products will be especially helpful to public schools in areas with high crime rates and lower funding. We plan to sell our product largely through our websites and meetings with schools individually. However, it will also be available in tech stores and other tech websites. 
Security key is endless future growth. It can be used in many additional ways. Point tickets, concert tickets, and season tickets to sporting events can be completely replaced with our product. This would save time and money when it comes to printing paper, as well as keeping the environment healthier. There's no limit to our future security key. I like to watch these spy movies and stuff. And whenever they're trying to get into a secure installation, they put like the tape of the dead guards, uh, some sticky tape on his finger, right? And then they put the tape up against the key reader. Does the system protect against that situation? We haven't tested it out. I'm pretty sure that's that's all. Hollywood. Just, so, I wanted so to know. I think this has great potential. I mean, I, I envision when we're talking about it in, as we're judging, we envision that when the bell rings and the kids all come at once, maybe that's not exactly the time you use it. Or maybe you have a few couple different scanners or something and you could turn them on and off when you need them. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of entrances, but it's actually such a quick process. You, you can really walk up. It's a one second thing. We, we have a video of it working. We wish we could show you guys. Yeah, we also have a uh, website. Where are you guys in terms of like uh, like a prototype? Um, um, so yeah, we, we have a working prototype. You know, we made it working with our school. We don't have a network really, which is kind of what we're looking to get right now. Get a network of buyers, get a manufacturer, you know, really get our product lifted off the ground. But we do have it working. Um, we have a website, a logo. We have, you know, we have some cool stuff, you know, we should show you guys. That's great. You know, I, the more of these things you can sell, the more money you make. So I would put one on every desk, right? And then just when they sit down at the desk, they put your <laughs> in. I think that day is coming, yeah. Yeah, we forgot to ask, what school are you guys from and what year are you in? We are sophomores at, at RKYHS at Kushner in Livingston. Great. Great. And what are you guys majoring in? Or, or you don't major in, I don't know, is that a kind of school where you have a specialty that you major in or do you have to wait? We don't have a major, but we got involved in this competition as part of our STEM class. Okay. You know, we're tasked at solving an issue, which was, as we mentioned, kids getting locked outside and we paired it with all these things. Actually, you talk about being part of the curriculum. They showed us the pitch NJ, you know, video. They really like, told us all about the opportunity. They really pushed us to do it. Um, and we're so happy we joined. Yeah, know? it really made a big impact in our lives. I would say, you know, because when I was in school, not so long ago, but when I was in high school, we took a lot of academic classes, but didn't really learn a lot about the real world or how business works. And these kinds of programs really get you involved in how you have to find things and source things and put things together. It gives you a chance to be creative, but you also learn a lot about external business stuff. And you guys are a great example, but everybody on the show, these young adults, I should say, are wise well beyond their years. And you know, part of it just might be I, just to give us an excuse for not being so smart at their age. Like we didn't have the internet and the accessibility. I was still smart, but I, I just wasn't. didn't know how to do this stuff. So. Yeah, I was more worried with, you know, riding well, my bike around the block or whatever. I, I was like in, in my chemistry lab and building stuff but in the, my workshop. The, the so. level of professionalism yeah. and yeah. the depth of knowledge of all the teams and, and uh, Jill and Ashi and the whole crew, it's really amazing. So well, I know Kenya has something to say. I just was curious, like, with everything going on with COVID um, and everybody kind of being leery about touching things, have you thought of your prototype, including some sort of way to kind of combat the whole germaphobe um, fear did, with people touching? That was one of the first things we thought of actually. And we didn't end up implementing it in our prototype because of mainly budget things, but we were looking at certain self cleaners. Um, there was this like nanoseptic skin that we'd be able to put on it that would actually, the fingerprint would still work through it. And the CDC saved you recently. They just yeah, uh, proclaimed that, that, that uh, COVID doesn't spread readily through touching things. So. Well, and what is the button? Is it stainless steel? So it's- Well, it's glass. It's a finger, it's a glass fingerprint scanner. Oh, it's glass. Oh, so right. glass is like not gonna hold germs anyway. You could superheat it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a fingerprint. You do anymore. that on April Fool's <laughs> April Fool's Day. You could do that. All right. Well, this was really great. And I really enjoyed yeah. this presentation a lot. You guys can come work for Gearheart Line anytime you want. But <laughs> until that happens, we have to take a commercial break and we'll be right back with Passage to Profit, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on WOR. 710, the voice of New York. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. 
I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world. QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And if our listeners missed this show, where can they find it later? Well, we are on all the major podcast sites, of course, iHeart Podcast. We also have a YouTube channel, Passage to Profit Show. And if you want to see all these gorgeous young faces, I always think we get the best looking people on this show. I always <laughs> say, but we do. <laughs> you I'm want people like, to look at you on YouTube. No, I do not want them to look at me. <laughs> I'm on YouTube enough, believe me. But anyway, John Carini, who has iEnterprises, is CRMs and Software Solutions for Businesses, is going to introduce the first place winner of the pitch contest. Yep. So Elizabeth, you know, it was really tough for us as judges to pick this winner. And I know, uh, you know, Ashley and Jill were judges there on as well. I'm sure they can attest to that. But we selected Fetch by Maya as the winner. And it's a organic dog treat with the charitable contribution as well. And uh, Maya, could you start out telling us your school and what grade you're in and then tell us all about Fetch by Maya, please? Yeah, sure. So hi, um, I go to Black River Middle School. I'm 11 years old. I'm in sixth grade and my company is Fetch by Maya. It's organic, vegan, 100% human grade dog treats. So I started Fetch after we took our golden doodle, Copper, to the vet. He was gaining weight and the vet told us that it's his treats. And I looked at the ingredients. They're mostly sugar, chemical, and complex ingredients. Um, They're meat-based and offered no value to the dogs. Most of them have no health benefits and smell horrible and of unhealthy ingredients, all resulting in health and obesity issues in dogs. There are no dog treats in the market that have vegan options and definitely none that are human grade. So dogs are omnivores, as you know, and they so they can eat vegetables and meat. So for my treats, I used fresh organic ingredients. I added spices, which has many benefits for the dogs. I did some research. I talked to my vet um, to make sure the ingredients I added are healthy for the dogs. Some of the ingredients I used are organic almond flour, coconut oil, bananas as the natural sweetener, turmeric, cinnamon, and clove. These are good for the dogs and it makes the house smell amazing when you just like open the package and everything. Dogs are part of everyone's family. So people do want to feed them with the right food. So far I've made $1,200. I have 28 customers and 12 repeat customers so far. So my treats only come in one flavor and they come in three sizes, petite, moyen, and grande. We are very careful about the ingredients and um, I do plan to add other flavors. So I'm thinking of adding seasonal specials and everything. I did some research on the competition and there are a lot of organic treats and vegan treats 
but we couldn't find a treat that's organic, vegan, gluten-free, and 100% human grade and is naturally sweetened. So I've tasted my dog's treats. They taste horrible, but you know, there's less sugar in it and everything. So I didn't know what to expect, but it just, it smells amazing. Like granola, it's amazing. So I donate 25% of my profits to the 11th Hour Rescue. I love that organization. It basically, it's a nonprofit organization and it helps animals get saved from going to the killing pen. I started this company in fifth grade. COVID slowed things down a little bit, but I got creative. I created a website, fetchbymaya.com. My website portal is very easy to navigate and to place orders through social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, and by word of mouth, I've been able to attract customers online and have been able to fulfill their orders. Maya, you left out the best part. And this is the big part why you won too. You're actually making a profit and you paid back your parents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To be having a successful business that makes a profit 11 years old. (laughs) It it really is like, we were really impressed with how far along you are. You're in production. You're actively selling this. You have repeat customers. How much time do you spend like making these things and are you running out of time like what's going on now I usually do these on the weekends because usually school days and everything are very busy I usually spend about three to four hours making treats and honestly just like one person making them I honestly wish I had more help so that's something I'm definitely going to invest in with the money that I've gotten for winning first place wow that's great I think you're the first to market with vegan dog treats how did you come up with the idea again I mean you you said you noticed that just wasn't the right treats out there did you do a lot of market research before you started yes I was honestly so shocked at the ingredients when I looked at the treats and I honestly thought okay I'm gonna try making I tried like a recipe and I'm gonna see does my dog like this so I tried the recipe moderated a few times and honestly he couldn't stop drooling that's a good sign that's a good sign yeah. Kenya, do you have any questions I do I actually have a question for you Richard and Maya so Maya have you thought about getting a patent on the formula and I guess Richard can you patent a recipe absolutely if you want to some recipes are more difficult than others sometimes it's better to keep food types of things as a trade secret but if you're displaying all of the ingredients on the package at some point, then you don't really manage to keep the recipe secret that way. But it's entirely possible to file patents on these types of projects. Absolutely. Definitely trademarks on the names, right? And yeah, the absolutely. Has your dog gained weight or lost weight since they've been on the uh, <laughs> vegan treatment program? He's lost a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Our son and, and, has a dog that could use these. <laughs> I'm on a diet too. I might need them. I was going to say, Cats are next. Yeah. Yeah. So Maya, are your plans then to expand the business? You said you have the prize money. Do you think you could hire another student to help you on the weekends or maybe pay a social media person? What are you, what are you thinking? I'm definitely thinking of expanding this. So it's not just dogs, it's other pets as well. As for having another classmate, definitely. Maybe a lot of my friends just are like at home and the parents won't let them come out. So um, maybe after COVID, definitely. And especially if you're giving money to uh, shelters, maybe the people at the shelter could help you make these things because, you know, that would help them raise money. So do you plan on keeping this company? Do you think you would ever sell it someday or? What's your exit strategy? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't really thought about selling the company uh, yet. Um, I mean, I like just got started with this. I'm not ready to give it up just yet. So okay. I have no plans for the future for that. And, and just back to the orders, like, so you have a website, people can actually order online right now, right? Yes. And how many orders do you get through the website? Do you get routinely get orders through the website? And do you like know who the people are or the, are they just starting to come to you through the internet or through referrals and things? A lot of my customers are friends and family. So I do know them and a lot of them are international. So it's like my friends, 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 or something like that. So yeah, I definitely make sure I keep my customers um, updated about when the treats are going to get here. And I do make sure that I get to know the customers. So I want them to have a very welcoming environment to this. Are there special dogs that seem to like them more versus, or is it pretty much across the board? I encourage people to send like pictures and videos of their dogs um, and like send it on social media and everything. And honestly, they all love it. I think my dog definitely just has a sweet spot for them though, definitely. (laughs) So Kenya, did you have a comment or question? I think you're going to need a factory to keep up with the orders and the distribution, um, you know, and just think about how you plan to market this 
once you get to the point where you can fulfill all those big orders. That's good advice. Thank you very much. And what is the name of the brand again? Fetch by Maya, fetchbymaya.com. I think these are going to be a huge hit. I think the word's just starting to spread. And I think fat dogs everywhere are going to love them. <laughs> <laughs> You just need to make them for people too. So anyway, <laughs> for right now, we'll be right back after this message with more Passage to Profit. So stay tuned. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without Calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G E A R H A R T L A W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearheart. Our special guest this evening, John Carini, founder of the Bootstrap Network and also I Enterprises, but also responsible for running this fantastic entrepreneurial program, getting it set up, and getting students really involved in the entrepreneurial process. Definitely on board with that, and we need a lot more of it. So right now, it's time for our Power Move segment. We have with us Kenya Gibson, of course, the media maven from iHeartRadio. So nice to have you, Kenya. Who's on the table today? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about Kanye West and Walmart. So I'm sure everybody's familiar with the Yeezys. Uh, Yeezys is a big sneaker brand that Kanye West has built up over the past several years. And his recent trademark application is being challenged by Walmart because they say that the little star that he has looks very similar to their brand's logo, and they don't want there to be any confusion with consumers. Right. Yeah, I don't think it looks that much the same myself. <laughs> In her professional opinion. <laughs> I, I, felt like it, I felt like it did, based on what I saw. Well, they're very similar, but one has more arms. So Walmart has six arms and Kanye's has eight. So I think there's a difference right there. But the test for trademark infringement, I know you've all been waiting to hear this, is similarity in sight, sound, and meaning. So in the case of logos, they convey the same commercial impression. I think Walmart's going to have a tough case against Kanye because it is a different design. And I think it conveys different commercial impressions. I wonder why Walmart is doing doing this because they show in the trademark, they, they filed it uh, without color, but the real Walmart insignia is yellow. And I don't know, is Kanye's black or is he using different colors now? Or No, it looks like it's, it's black and white here, similar to what they probably use as an alternate color version of their logo. But it's interesting because if I look at this as an average consumer, I do see similarities. I wouldn't necessarily look at this and say Walmart, but like looking at them side by side, like, I don't know. I, I totally get what you're saying, but like, I, I definitely... I don't know. It looks a lot alike to me. That's the interesting thing about design trademark cases. You have all these laws that apply to trademark cases, but at the end of the day, it comes down to just a jury or a judge and they look at it and they have the same discussion we're having right now. Is it the same or is it different? Is it the same or is it different? If more people think it's the same, then you know Walmart wins. And if more people think it's different, then Kanye wins. They'll probably end up settling it out of court anyway. And in the meantime, they both get a lot of publicity because we're talking about it here on Passage Profit. So, I have a question. Is intent any part of this? Because I think I, I mean, I doubt Kanye was trying to like intentionally be like Walmart, right? No, yeah. no offense to Walmart, yeah, but right? but let's face it, that probably isn't something that I'm gonna going to go get at. a twenty dollars so, pair of running shoes at Walmart. <laughs> so is that just criminal law, or does it matter here too, Richard? Well, that's that's really a good question. So most of the time, in most types of intellectual property disputes, intent does not matter. 
But it always sort of matters if somebody directly copies somebody and is trying to ride on their reputation. So if Kanye saw the Walmart logo and said, oh, I'm just going to change it around a little bit and hopefully get away with something, then it's not part of the law, but it's something that a court would factor in. But legally, in a case of pure trademark infringement, intent is not a part of it. In copyright, it's different because copyright, which is a different type of intellectual property, that's music or books or movies, an element of intent to copy can be important. So I'm just wondering, do any of our students here have any comments or questions about trademarks or copyrights or Kanye West? Or Kanye West or Walmart. I was thinking Kanye is one of the one of the most famous, one of the most loved musicians and fashion designers in the world. Is it so bad for Walmart if people, you know, associate them a little bit with this, you know, massive celebrity who everyone loves? I mean, it's it's very different, you know, because they're not trying to. Right. They're nothing like Kanye, but like he's kind of a lot cooler than Walmart. (laughs) I know. So it's a weird it's a weird thing for Walmart to be like. We want to get this really cool person not affiliated with us. Yeah, and I can't speak to the people who are making these decisions, but they're getting publicity for it. And there's another piece of trademark law, which is use it or lose it. And if you don't enforce your trademark rights, then you're rights can disappear. It's called dilution. And that would be a bad thing for Walmart. So they have people out there looking all over the place for people who are using that same symbol. And they're going after each one of them. And they have big computers and databases where they stay on top of it because they want to keep that symbol just for Walmart. Personally, I don't think that they look that much alike, but I do think that maybe Walmart does want to get more notice for its logo and that's why it's making this big fuss with Kanye and I I can imagine Kanye making a fuss with them to get more publicity because he's like they both have they're both household names right Kanye West is a household name and Walmart might not be so happy to be associated all with Kanye because I know he's involved in a lot of scandals so it could be (laughs) why don't we place a bet right now on who's going to win this one based Uh, on what you're saying it sounds like Kanye has a chance I think he has a chance but I'm willing to wager 30 push-ups in the iHeart studio or something I know who's gonna win (laughs) it's gonna be the lawyers No, that was a good one. So before we break, what what about uh, Fireside? What's going on with Fireside? For those of you who don't know, I started my own little startup called Fireside Directory. And I interview small business owners and I'm making a video directory of small business owners. And John did a video when I very first started, right before COVID, because John came up here in this actual studio and we shot a video. You were the last person I saw before I wasn't allowed to see anybody except for my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am again, kind of the first person I saw after vaccination and everything. So that's the circle of life. So, um, yeah, so he was doing me the friends and family favor, right? Like you do your friends and family stuff. So I thought, well, people don't like to make videos, but everybody's hearing they need a video. And then what do you do with the video once you got it, right? If you put it on your website, people have already come to your website. So is there a way to use it to drive people to your website? So anyway, I decided to do videos of small business owners. And it was really hard to get people to come up in the studio and do them with the videographer. Then COVID hit then everybody got used to Zoom. So I have done probably over a hundred video interviews during quarantine. People didn't have anything else to do, right? And uh, I've gotten better at it. And I'm compiling my directory and I'm going to have a real website made at some point pretty soon, hopefully. And I'm still doing the interviews, but we have some ideas that I can't talk about Richard had a really good one. Highly confidential. But yeah, so we're going to write some patent applications on some of the ideas that Richard and I have had for using AI and other ways to automate this and make it work better. Sounds good. So you are listening to Passage to Profit, and this is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt with our special guest, John Carini, and our media maven, Kenya Gibson. We'll be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. 
Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. I think we had an outstanding show. This we week, did, we? and thank you for our, our guest host coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This was fantastic. Glad but, the, but the young adults were really the star of the show, I thought. Oh, absolutely. It just blows me away how smart these people are these days. <laughs> <laughs> I think of it. But uh, yeah, so we had the three winners from the New Jersey Pitch Competition. So the third place winners were Tejas and Mario with Weasel Encrypted app for sending text messages. And their website is hackedsugar.org. Keeping so, the texting world safe. If you want to see what these two brilliant young men are up to, just go to hacksugar.org and see, I mean, if you want to see the future, you want to see what's in store coming down the pike, go check out their website. And they have other projects too. So a couple of really creative guys in there. And their team is creative too. So then we had Azaria and Rebecca with Security Key Fingerprint Tech. We're not really sure what their website is, but if you type in Security Key and Fingerprint, you may be able to find it. Otherwise, we'll put it on our social media. And then we had Maya with Fetch by Maya. So fetchbymaya.com. If your poochie is a little grumpy, <laughs> if you have a plump, <laughs> crunchy a plump pooch, poochie, then uh, he's going to love these treats. Yeah, so come, come and get she, your treats, everyone. So. so she is selling her dog treats, and the dogs all love them. And of course, we had Kenya Gibson, our media maven from iHeart. Kenya Gibson with a P at iHeartMedia.com. If you want to advertise on iHeart, be on the radio, do any radio advertising or, or digital advertising, talk to Kenya. She not only helps with getting you on, she helps with the creative. She did our logo for us for Passage to Profit. She's amazing as a marketer. Yes, she's the genius brainchild behind Passage to Profit. John, final comments and word about Business Bootcamp. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, it was a really nice show. I'm so happy to be a part of it. One thing I want to mention is that, again, Business Bootcamp did such a great job in helping us with this event. And their website is businessbootcamp101.org. Check them out. They're really doing wonders for uh, the young adults, middle school and high school, as they uh, described earlier in the show. So thanks to Business Bootcamp for making this all possible. And thank you, John. We love what you do and we love what you're doing and we love what our presenters are doing. And unfortunately, we have to wrap up. And I'd like to say thank you to uh, Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, who's our program coordinator, Angela Wolf, our video editor, and the whole iHeart team. We'll be back again next week with another Passage to Profit. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt signing off for iHeart Radio, WOR 710, the voice of New York. 